Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you'd like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore, and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the only 40k podcast where you get the right of the script. I have taken over this episode. Uh, it is me, Rayway, with my co-host, Gerald. Hello, and this is definitely a hostile takeover here. <laughs> yes, this one is this is the coup. This is definitely the coup. And specifically because I think we are going over something that you wrote, correct? Yes. Uh, Mark only sent us three. I decided to write a fourth, and this is something that I have written. I would Fantastic. also like to add that I've gotten it corrected by two people, one being Gerald and another being um, just another nerd. So shout out to him for also helping me with this. Uh, Gerald, that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, he's some dickhead on the Lorehammer podcast. I know, Hurry's just such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is just a short story about um, my Space Marine chapter. Um, and it's written from the perspective of a iterator or an ambassador of the chapter, which is just a regular human like servant. And um, I think it's uh, time that we hop into this. You ready? Um, do you want to give a quick summary of your Space Marine chapter, just for those who may not have listened to the Wolves Luminous episode 87? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, they are a successor chapter of the Luna Wolves um, Space Marine Legion which eventually became the Sons of Horus, for anyone who knows the Horus Heresy. Um, they are still loyalists. They got sent, they got trapped in the warp for 16 months, but in reality that was 10,000 years, and they've recently emerged in the era Indomitus, on the other side of the, of the Great Rift, and they're currently on a uh, bloody path trying to save any planets in their way, and are basically trying to, to their, in their mind, the Great Crusade never ended, so they're basically trying to restore compliance on these worlds from their own perspective, while also on a um, a blood fueled vengeance trip against Abaddon. So this is just Metal. one of this is one of the first worlds that they land on. It's kind of interesting that you point out like they're still fighting the Great Crusade because in the if you think about it in a way the Indominus Crusade is kind of like the Great Crusade light. Yeah. But anyways, it's that's just, just that's neither here nor there. So, no, I agree. All right, you ready? Absolutely. Corin, live. 
I am left at a loss for words as awareness of what I've just heard fills my mind. Surely you understand, Lord Governor. My chapter is here to assist your forces and end the rebellion. I watch as he sits in silence before his massive wooden table, the surface littered with extravagant dishes, desserts, and drinks, all of which I've seen him pick at, pick at all throughout our, our meeting. Finally, he settles on his next piece, a large slab of honeyed ham, topped with glazed onions and grilled mushrooms. Quickly lifting the piece off the clean white plate with the ends of his fingers, he digs his, de his teeth deep, spilling sauce and gravy all across his noble robes. My poor dear, you look so thin. Surely you cannot expect me to accept aid from a chapter that is clearly deprived of beauty such as yourself. He says, eyeing me with those same wanting eyes I've seen from all the men at the chapter mass. Despite his gaze, I will not shield myself or turn away. I am used to it. I know I am beautiful in most human standards, enough so that my father wanted to keep me away from anyone who wanted to use me solely for my beauty or my family's wealth. And then the emperor won his iterators. My father couldn't protect me anymore. Lord Governor, you must listen. My lord, Osiris, is a chapter master of the Adeptus Astartes. He will act if you refuse, and you will die. I speak the truth. I may have only been assigned to the, 90, to the 39th Company, now the Wolves' Luminous Chapter, for only a few months now. Personal chrono, that is. But in that time, I've seen what the Legio Astartes can accomplish. <laughs> he scoffs, continuing to work his meal with his almost animalistic glee. And how can I trust they'll let me live even if I cooperate? Moreover, my dear, why even have such formalities as diplomacy? Because they are the Emperor's angels. I speak up, knowing I am lying to him. I'm I'm telling I'm lying to him. I do not know if I can trust these angels, these sons of the war master. I have seen what a conflict between them can cause, and the lives that can be lost when two Astartes do battle. I hope. No, I pray that if I can be of service, they'll continue to let me live. I am sorry, but I'm afraid I cannot, nor will I continue such negotiations. He finishes his honeyed ham, licking his lips with great relish. Besides, this is just another upstart rebellion. There's always one rebellion or another on Kyber Prime. And like every rebellion, they fall apart long before they ever reach the upper city's doors. This one will be no different. I look at his piggish expression, showing none of my own, and allowing the moment to pass and to pass before finally replying, "This is no ordinary rebellion. I've seen what that scar in the that, what that scar in the sky can do. The, the demons. The word feels wrong in my mouth. <laughs> oh, you mean those curious Xenos who harass our border worlds and occasionally attack Kyber Prime? Repel? Hardly worth consideration." A single, single planetary defense cannon can decimate even the largest of those unholy creatures. He smiles, aiming his arm towards the balconied window, where just beyond the stained glass, a massive cannon slumbers. Y you you do not know the extent of this madness, do you? I stare, one sh I stare, shocked, eyes wide. You have already lost two worlds to those things. You wish to lose another as well? I shout, my hands form into fists. That was stupid. He stands and moves to my f and moves to face me. His bulk can bloat, leave me looking like a leave him looking like a giant compared to me. Now listen here, my beauty. I've humored your idiocy long enough. 
Kyber Prime is the greatest world in this subsector, if not the entire sector. If you believe yourself free to insult me, then you are sorely mistaken. He grabs my he grabs my chin and cheek with his honey-soaked digits, squeezing just hard enough that I can pull my face away. You shall be confined to the stockade until you learn some respect. And if your master wishes to meet with me, he shall do it in person. I will not discuss politics and warfare any further with, at best, a pretty whore. The fear, the fear for my life vanishes as rage takes over, and I go blind. Only for a second, but I know what I did. I can tell by his reaction, and it tastes of blood on my lips. You bit me! She growls, grasping his bleeding hand. I know it was stupid. I'll die here. If he doesn't kill me now, he'll get his guards to do it. Death by firing line, perhaps? I, I could beg. Plead forgiveness or ignorance? But I won't. I am Corin Liv, heir to a family that was once a warlord of terror itself. And I owe it to my family to die with, with dignity and not insult their memory by failing any further. I shut my eyes and turn away as the gravy-covered bloat that was the governor strikes my face. And I fall to the ground. It burns my face. I'd never hit a woman. You misunderstand. He rubs the back of his hand, his right hand, the hand I bit, and the hand he struck me with. Of course, I'd hardly call you a woman. He begins to smile. A rebel, perhaps. Yes, a rebel. Oh, how devious, clever girl. Using your beauty to try and trick me into surrendering my personal army. He grabs the back of my head, lifting my face, only to smash it in, straight into the floor. I can't see. Everything is fuzzy. I feel fuzzy. And, and warm. I'm bleeding. I can taste it. I'll make an example of you yet. I can barely hear his voice, let alone see him stand, stand up again and walk out of my line of sight. It only takes a few seconds to regain my vision. And, when, and that's when I noticed the once empty dining room now filled with armed guards. Each one dressed in black, in custom black flak armor, and armed with a heavy las gun. And all of them are mean the weapons at me. Take her away. A public execution should prove that we will not take lightly to deception. Take her away, men. This is his private army, I wonder. As I'm forced to my feet, only, if it's only for a strike from the butt of a rifle to bring me down to my knees again. I'm picked up and dragged, and as I am, I watch and notice just how many of these soldiers he has in his palace alone. And it's only when I reach outside that I fully witness the extent of his private army. Thousands of similarly armed men stand at attention, each one watching me as I'm dragged out of the palace, out of the place I was ordered to secure. And I do secure it. I know he won't listen, and I know he hoards this army for himself. And if I know, so is Osiris. I blink, I blink twice when I die. My prosthetic, almost perfect. I, I trust any second now, the fires will start and the palace will burn and I'll die. And I'm ready for that, I suppose. No, no, I'm not. I'm lying. I'm scared to die. I'm scared of what's on the other side. And knowing I disappointed my father. Oh, how he'd scored. Oh, how he'd scold me if he knew I went and got myself killed. I almost want to laugh. Almost. The cold chill runs through my chest as I expect the worst. Looking to the sky one last time. I know it'll be soon. I look down and close my eyes. 
the eruption of burning blue light forms itself into existence as the palace surges with ethereal energy. I expected the palace to be destroyed, everything ran to burn, but instead, I see a teleportation strike. The magnificent glass paintings, the expertly carved walls, and the rooms upon rooms of decorative luxury, all of it wrapped in a blue lightning of teleportation. It doesn't take more than a few seconds before I hear that familiar sound of thunder that precedes death. One guard holding me is shot, but as is shot dead as his skull erupts. Of course, I don't realize I'm, on, I'm until I'm on the ground, shielding my ears. The drowning ring of both fire and macro explosions so close to my head leaves me deafened. Still, I try to see, to learn what's going on, and I see them. The Astartes, clad in black and white Terminator plates, firing onto the nearest guardsmen forces and leading the charge is Osiris himself. His gleaming gold and white armor is a work of mastercraft and leaves the abnormally large Astartes looking like the spitting image of his Primarch. Armed with an obsidian black glaive and a melted claw, he strides forward, opening fire and cutting down any who dare approach him. And then he comes up to me, and I bow my head in expectation of my execution. Are you all right, Corinne? I hear his voice, smooth, deep, almost regal in tone. I look up in stunned confusion, staring at his helmeted face, and yet I can almost see what looks like humanity. I... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think so. I struggle to speak. He lowers his arm to me. The size of it leaves me feeling like a fallen child to some Olympic a- athlete. I take it, regardless, and I feel a smile form on my face. That is good. Osiris says, turning to his Assyrian Terminator Brotherhood and the fat governor. His trembling stance and almost squealing panic leave him looking even more like a pig than before. Your, oh. Your men are ours. <clears throat> Sorry. Your men are ours now, and we will put them to better use than you ever have. I can say that with certainty. His words seem to cut deeper than any blade. His voice, his presence, his aura seem to radiate command, authority, and power. And the guardsmen around us can see it too. Some struggle to raise their weapons. Others throw theirs down. And others. Others kneel. I had heard the sons of the war master wielded charisma like other legions wielded a sword. But I had simply thought it to be a figure of speech. Here, I can see. There is truth to these rumors. As you lift me to my feet, I can feel the pain doesn't bother me. It still hurts. But I feel strong enough to ignore it. And my eyes... Everything seems brighter. Even my mood. Corin, I wish to offer you my thanks, and I hope you can accept my apology for threatening your life in such a way. He bows his head slightly. Kylon, gather these men and keep that coward somewhere where we can keep a close eye on. I have business to attend to of our ambassador here. Osiris continues, looking back at his second-in-command, dressed in a deep obsidian black plate, only to turn to me once more and offer me his hand. I take it. 
We walked together for some time, journeying into the governor's now former palace. And while we do, I hear the guardsmen, all kneeling with their arms behind their head, whispering between themselves. It doesn't take long for us to enter the now ruined building, as shards of glass, burned tapestries, and broken furniture litter the massive complex. It reminds me of home, of our estate after my father swore to rebel against the emperor if he took his daughter. Karen, I will do you this honor. He continues to guide me through the palace halls. Originally, the greater use of the iterators and the chapter serfs was simply out of necessity due to our low numbers. Part of our training includes prioritizing the completion of the mission. However, had I done so, this palace and you would be in flames, and we would be seen as invaders, no different in the warp's no different to the warp spawn. I look at him, and I feel a sense of dread return to me as a possible future comes to my mind. Still, I follow. Oh, is this him? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I feel that is wrong. I think our transhumanity has separated us too much from humanity, which is why I've come to believe necessity should become commonplace. I think our Primarch, regardless of what we've seen in these dreams, was correct in his view of humanity. We Astartes need humanity. With that, the realization sets in. We find ourselves before the palace's throne chamber, more a decorative symbol of authority than an actual functional piece of equipment. And yet, here we stand. I turn to him in confusion. We are not rulers, nor are we conquerors. Neither shall we be butchers. We are protectors, just as the emperor desired. He guides my head towards the throne. Only humans should rule humanity. And I take my seat, but I'm still filled with confusion. What of... The governor? Osiris interrupts. He will be kept on a short leash. And if he is willing to cooperate, to smile when picks are taken, and say what is needed, he will keep his position, officially. He raises an eyebrow. If he refuses, his leash will tighten around his neck, and another local official will take his place. Better a local leader remain the face of the government. The people know their own, and, even if corrupt, will prefer familiar to the usurper. He continues. Better the reconciliation. Shit, sorry. Let the reconsolidation of the planet be done as smoothly and as swiftly as possible. I nod in understanding. And I can see now that when Osiris took the Amor Master for himself, it wasn't simply to implant himself as some petty warlord. He aims to do what his primer could not. The Wolves' Luminous Chapter, the Astartes and mortal members alike, are the tools needed to achieve that task. Fantastic. Whew, that was everything, yes. <laughs> so, <Glorious>. thoughts? <laughs> uh, I told you this before in, uh, when I was giving you feedback. I love that you try to give Osiris some humanity, which I've said time and time again on Listener Lore that we need some more Astartes with some personality, some humanity, because it's too... What's the best way to describe it? More, they're too too much like a blunt instrument, even though yes, they are like genetically engineered super soldiers that are meant to fight the Imperium's enemies. And like trying to write a Space Marine lore about it is just makes it just too blah, boring, boring, bolter, boring, boom, 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 pow, pow, bolter, boring. 
Yes. Which, you know, that that's that 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 by itself is fine if you just want to shut your brain off for a minute. But sometimes, you know, if you want a little bit more substance, it's 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 refreshing to have uh to have, you know, a space marine character that has some still has some semblance of humanity. Yes, I agree. I think that's something that's necessary. Like they should have like humanity but they should also be like i don't want to say a longing for humanity but something akin to like a longing for what they never had like space marines ever got to be human so there should be like almost like a disconnected like i don't want to say a want for it but there should be a general like interest in it like almost like they could be like you could write them gabriel seth where he hates humans and he thinks humans are inferior but you can easily write that as he has a hatred for humans out of spite for never actually being a human. Like, I think a space marine should have some sort of, like, I guess, relation to humanity that, like, um, I don't want to say a longing, but, like, a connection to humanity in some way. Yeah, like, what are they like, now uh, compared to, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like, uh, who was one of the original Loon of Wolves? Uh, was it Loken? Gar- yeah, Loken, Loken. And, uh, there's like one thing I remember from the first Horus Heresy book was like uh, he was being promoted to correctly from correctly from all he was being promoted to uh, one of the Mornaval, which is basically like the elite of the elite for the uh, Luna Wolves soon to be sons of Horus. And he questioned he questioned himself on his ability because he feels too connected to humanity but then, some, but then someone pointed out was it was because of that connection he is worthy of that post or something. Based, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. Yeah, but. yeah. But it was Torgadon who promote who Rick who recommended him for the position because of his connection to humanity because he was very he was very down to earth compared to other space marines who are very grand in scale. And and, I and, want, who, and who can blame him too? Because these are supposed to like these are the peak supposed to be the yeah. peak of humanity so yes 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 <laughs> until you get until you find the custodies <laughs> yeah but custodies aren't human <laughs> test two babies <laughs> test two babies are not human <laughs> ah but they are so flipping awesome and golden and <laughs> look all i'm saying is test two babies shouldn't have the right to vote in the well, fortunately for you, fortunately for you, I don't think they do. <laughs> they don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> They'd rather just hang out with the emperor in their well-oiled abs. Oh dear God! <laughs> oh, but, they need. Um, they need to bring the floor. <laughs> they need to bring back some uh, Texas speech. But anyways, that's not here. I agree. <laughs> well, this is a <laughs> fantastic piece of lore, as always, and. Um, do you have any anything else uh, planned in the works? Um, I have. Um, this was meant to be okay. I have two tentative projects in the works. One is like a general like codex for my Space Marine chapter, the Wolves Luminous. Um, I was going to actually put it on listener lore, but the problem was that I quickly realized that I ended up writing. Um, I have what's called um, Brandon Sanderson's disease, where I will write a single like war zone and end up writing what is akin to uh, 17, 18 paragraphs on a single battle. <laughs> so basically, like you get started on one topic and you just ex- it explodes into just, like basically its own thing. Yeah, where I'm kind of just like, oh, 
I was like, oh, I'll just write like a couple of paragraphs on like the Kyber on on Warzone Kyber, which is what this uh, story takes place in. It takes place in Warzone Kyber, and I was like, okay, well, if I'm gonna do a Warzone, I need to explain the 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 system. Okay, I need to explain all the competitors. Okay, I need to explain how the war happens. Oh, now I need <laughs> to explain troop deployments, where they land, what what regions they take. Oh, they take the spaceport. And next thing I know, I'm 17 paragraphs in. I'm kind of just like, oh, maybe I can't put this on listener lore. <laughs> but my maybe, maybe if it was to... like a long form narrative that was written in parts, I think that'd be more more. Yeah, that apt. was um th- that was one of the suggestions that was given. So my my intention is to is to finish the codex, but every time I finish a war zone, like a sec a battle that they take place in, I will write like two a minimum of two um narratives set in that war zone so i have two war zones set up i have two stories so far i have this one the ambassador one of uh core and live and then i have another one set from the perspective of a space marine who is very boots on the ground so while corin is like talking to like the ambassador she's a very high high status individual effectively at this point Mm-hmm. Um, the space moon is like boots on the ground. He's in the he's in the trenches. Effectively, he's fighting on the battlefield of the Kyber uh, Prime War Zone. Um, I do have it written, but I will save it for potentially another episode. Well, I cannot wait for it. Definitely. And, I, and um, even if and if Mark somehow gets the Adeptus Mechanicus to fix his laptop, I will hijack the episode that this features and claw my way back on. <laughs> that's assuming we let him out of his cage ah good point good point uh you did hide the key right um i swallowed it <laughs> okay um that's one way to get to get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate i think it's time we uh we let this episode go and uh sure thing yes 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 and if you have lore that you'd like to submit, please email to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And we can't wait to, we will add it to the queue and can't wait to read it. Anything else Definitely. you'd like to say before we head out? Um, no, keep writing, keep sharing your lore. Um, I can't wait to listen to more. Um, yes. yes. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.